Life is so much easier when you're not worried about money. What if you could learn how to live the life you desire with the money you earn? Or let us help you have more money to enjoy an even bigger life. Learn the same money skills and methodology that we use now on Women Gaining Wealth Podcast. Here's your money mentor and host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, it's Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Women Gaining Wealth Podcast, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business, and we help people take control of their finances. The focus of today's podcast is all about business plans. I'm so excited to have a very special guest with us today, Burke Franklin. Let me tell you a little bit about Burke. He is known as a man who's helped launch a million businesses with his best-selling business plan software, Biz Plan Builder. He's also the author of Business Black Belt and the creator of GN, a company that developed the original suite of software tools. He's a big fan of helping entrepreneurs start, finance, and manage their companies with real-world best practices and minimal BS. I love that. He's worked for Texas Instruments, Sharper Image. I'm sure you've heard of both of these well-known companies. And his experience spans over 35 years. He's got some amazing awards. He was elected to the White House Conference on Small Business and was also nominated for Ernst & Young, one of my former employees, uh, employers, Entrepreneur of the Year. Welcome, Burke. Is there anything else you want to add to this amazing profile? <laughs> well, thanks, Nancy. Um, I don't know what else I would add to that. It was, you know, The White House Conference was an awesome event to go to. 1,800 people uh, in Washington, D.C. trying to help. I think it was really a focus group for Congress to figure out what small business wanted. And, of course, they didn't act on anything. So I'll, I won't be uh, cynical about that. But we How can't long help ago people was that? Despite, what, what president that, was that? That was, in, that was a million years ago. That was in 1995. And so I'd rather focus on how can we help people start a business. I mean, everybody, I, I, I say this, everybody's got an idea for business in their head just because I have a few. I just seem to run into lots of people, whether they're employed, unemployed, trying to get a job, just thinking, what can I do? I've got to do something maybe different than what I'm doing now. And that's, I think we have a lot to say to, to those guys, those people, those women. Perfect. Well, what I recently heard, I don't know if this is true or not, you can back me up. I heard people that have a business plan actually make 30 to 35% more money than those that don't. Have you heard something similar like that? Sounds good to me. I hear different studies. I'd love to get a copy of that one and put it on my website. But the one I also have heard is with the SBA, you know, they tell you that, of course, your, your friends and family will tell you, you know, your five, four out of five businesses fail, which is really altogether untrue. Uh, there's a number of reasons and things behind that that really isn't true. But nevertheless, I mean, there are failures, and sure, a lot of them do fail, but it's not that bad. Nevertheless, the SBA did do a survey of the businesses that did fail, and they found that 60% of the companies that did fail didn't have a business plan. They did not have a plan. And so, and just to say, you know, I got into the business planning software or business planning business quite by accident. It wasn't my idea to create business plan software because I was going to set about pitching people on why they should write a business plan. I just was reading plans. I know that investors want to read them. A lot of people think they can go straight to go raise capital and equity crowdfunding or go to the bank or talk to friends and family. And the real, there's a key step in the middle of that, and that is having a business plan. And I set about making that 
easier to do for people so they could actually do that and actually get their business financed by friends and family and banks and investors and others. So that's, that's what's been, that's turned into the wild success that, that it's become. So besides getting money, why is a business plan important? Well, there's about 101 reasons I could give you for that. I mean, mostly people find that the, the real motivation to write a business plan is to, is to get money. But really, you know, it, it's for you. It's so you can organize your ideas. It's so you can think down the road and keep some dry powder so you don't you know, waste all your money doing something you think is going to happen without thinking through the really the, the, the big picture, you want to take a look at your business and everything, every aspect of it from, let's just say, 10,000 feet. And you look down on it, you get a sense of where everything goes. And, you know, because there's no good at having, spending all your money building a business only to find out that there's a gap somewhere. You know, like you, like there's an example of a telecom company way back when who had you know, an awesome business model, except they didn't figure out the last 100 feet to the house. And so uh, you can imagine what, what good is all the technology if you don't get that last little bit hooked up. And so we have a, you know, we want people to look at, you know, there's, there's government things in there. There, I asked the question, if you win, who loses? You want to think about that. Uh, look at Tesla. You know, he invented all this stuff with the uh, power generation, power transmission. Well, the guy, the powers that be, that were selling that didn't want him to succeed. So one needs to think through, okay, who's not going to like you like that? You can, you can say you want to be disruptive all you want, but there's certain people that don't take kindly to being disrupted. And so you want to think about that, something to consider. Uh, mostly, though, really is what are you going to, you know, how much money do you need? And, you know, I think of baby boomers who are, want to come out of retirement and do something fun and interesting and start a business and do this. And we've had them, you know, many succeed. And some will write in and say, thank you for the software. We used the financial model. We did the math and realized no matter what we did, this thing would never make it. And they saved their retirement money. That was the key takeaway from that is they didn't spend their retirement money. So you end up being a, you know, a Walmart greeter in your 80s. Not an idea I look, would look forward to. So you find out, you know, you do the math on this thing. And it's, it's, we help people. I'm more of a right brain artsy type myself. So these spreadsheets were created to enable me. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm not really a math guy, but I do respect the numbers and you know, you don't want to run out of money and that's where you want to really see how much money is it going to cost to do, build the business you want to build and you know, and how long it's going to take to get the sales and the revenue in and basically add it up and see what it'll do. That's, that's a huge reason to do a business plan. Yes. Those are all awesome ideas. I really like the one of who's going to be unhappy. I can't remember how you phrased it, but that is important to think about because you don't want those people sneaking up on you. So a lot of people do have a business plan. What's one of the biggest mistakes they make when they create that plan? You want me to pick I'm one? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've got 101 of that one too. What's a common one that you're like, I can't believe they made this mistake, and if they'd known about you, they probably would have avoided it? Well, you know, it's, it's, people ask which part is the most important part of the plan, and there really is no most important part of the plan. They're all important parts. Uh, the financials, of course, are, are, are crucial. Um, you know, some of, the, some of the, the big mistakes are made in the assumptions. You know, you're assuming things. You assume how fast 
the business is going to grow. You're going to be a $100 million business in a year. That is just not going to happen unless you've got, you know, $100 million or something to throw at it to get started, and then, well, maybe. But, you know, it's not going to grow that fast. It's going to take longer. It's going to cost more than you think. Um, and I, you know, I, I, you know, we really want to believe all these things. You can write a business plan in a day. You can write a business plan in a week. You cannot. And, and you really, because you just want to think about it more than that. So I think you really want to let your business plan and your concept, for lack, I think, like slow cook. You know, you're not trying to microwave this thing. This is not a, this is not something you can do quickly. I mean, you can. I mean, I have a template. We've written 80% of it for you. So you're going to go through the template and read it and think you're going to edit it and change it, you know, and finish the sentences. We really don't ask you questions. A lot of people will just ask you questions, and then you're stuck thinking, well, I don't, I don't know exactly how to say, it, say that to answer that question. We've written the plan for you so you know how to finish the sentence. For example, we might say, in the XYZ industry, we have X number of people with X years experience in the well, XYZ industry. And you think, oh, okay, well, industry automatically fills in. You say, we've got eight people in our company with combined 50 years experience in the shoe business. And we also have, and you just, it just starts you rolling. So it's, it's easy to do the writing. I think there are some cliches that you need to avoid, especially when talking to investors and even thinking about your business plan like, the one percent. If, if we could, if we could sell one percent of everybody in China thing for a buck, you know, uh, you, you know, you, and, and then it's a two-edged sword, which is kind of funny because sometimes, you know, certain investors they don't want to hear one percent. They want to hear you're you're going to dominate the world. I mean, Facebook has clearly got more than one percent. Yet in my business, if I got one quarter of one percent, apparently there are, according to my research numbers, there's 388 million businesses in the world. So a million businesses would be one quarter of one percent. And if I could, if I could prove to an investor that I was going to sell to one quarter of one percent, if I could have a million businesses subscribing to my company, paying me twenty dollars a month, I'd be rocking and rolling. That is one of my, that is my goal. So it's a quarter of a percent. So. It's just so easy. People think in terms, oh, 1%, 1%. And the other one is, we're going to do a million dollars in the first year. You're not going to do a million dollars in the first year. And I don't want to sound like the guy that throws cold water on stuff. I want you to be more conservative than your investors would be. And remember also that you are your investor. It is two to three to five years of your life that you're probably going to put in this business. You may be willing to invest your life savings you may be willing to mortgage your home and throw everything at this business because you hear lots of entrepreneurs, they put everything into it. They bet the farm. And sometimes you have to. If you really believe and you see your way through it, do it. So at the same time, you want to be as realistic as possible. And I think that's where we help you a lot is help you be realistic. And I think that so to answer your question about the number one big mistake is people are not realistic. And um, I don't want to confuse realism with pessimism, but leaning more towards optimism. But nevertheless, you've got to be realistic. And I just can't emphasize that enough. That is great advice. I'm going to sum up some of those points because that was a long answer, and I don't want our listeners to miss Sorry, out. Sorry, yeah. So, guys, the most important thing that I heard from Burke is that he's got ready-made templates that are a good portion already populated for your industry or your business, 
that you should totally take advantage of. Um, it's called BizPlan. You want to talk a little bit more about that, about your actual product and how they can find it? Oh. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's called BizPlan Builder. It's made by Gian. The company is spelled J-I-A-N at Gian.com. And it's, of course, online. You can find that. And we've got, you know, the one plan has got a number of variations where you can use it for really many different purposes. We have a lot of companies use it for their annual planning and putting together their, you know, what are we doing this year, your strategy, your what's called a SWOT analysis, meaning strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We include that in there where you're, you know, you look at it, you think, okay, what do we got? You know, what's working against us? What do we have to watch out for? And, you know, uh, what, what do we need kind of a thing. And so we really help you look through the entire business in a very realistic way. We give you too much to work with. Quite frankly, it's overkill. You don't use the whole thing, but at least you'll have thought about it. And so it's Biz Plan Builder, and it's, it's really the only one that gives you a full, fully integrated financial model. Everybody else gives you some kind of, you know, black box where you put in some input and the output comes out. And you can't really adjust the financial model to fit your business. And we know that everybody's businesses are different. So how can we help you make your make your? If there's a spreadsheet-based version of the financial model. We have a we do have the wizard-driven version of a financial model. But the idea is that the templates are there, and uh, we also we also have a number of products. So you can go on from the business plan. You can expand it to a marketing plan. Have the detailed marketing strategy because everybody's talking these days about oh online marketing it's all online marketing a lot of it is but there's a lot of marketing that is not direct mail is still huge and very successful but people aren't planning it the online marketing guys don't even want to talk about that so we help you figure out what you know how are you going to market this thing and and how are you going to do this and even right down to some of the customer service what's your what's your return policy going to be you really want to think through a lot of this stuff because you really can't afford to make mistakes, and that's really uh, you know, what we've, we've added in here. So you, even if you just read through it, uh, you find that even for the, for the price, we give you at least $1,000 worth of typing, I, I kind of joke about, you know, because there's a lot of people who are really good at writing business plans, yet they have to get out a template and do something, do a lot of typing and writing and figuring this out. But I really want to help the people who want to start a business because either they're having a hard time getting a job or they've got three jobs and they want to just do one or you've got a business idea of your own that you want to run with. That's really who this is for. Guys, this is an amazing product. I got to play around with it a little bit earlier this week. And being an ex-IBM, an ex-Ernst & Young consultant, I've seen tons of business plans from big companies, you know, Fortune 500 companies. This far exceeds what I've seen by other places, and it's so easy to use. So I back up everything Burke has already said, and, and there's more he hasn't even told you about. So, Burke, let's ask a fun question. If you had one more hour in your day, what would you do with it? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would practice my guitar. <laughs> I'd play my guitar. <laughs> Is it acoustic Probably. or electric, bass, what kind? I'm into electric. You know, they say if you can't play, play loud, so... That's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> Are you in yeah. a band in the California area? Do you play locally? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I do play with some friends from time to time, but I, I'm not in a band. That is one of the things I'd love to do is, is be in a rock and roll band. And, you know, the other funny thing about it being in, in, the, in the business plan business 
you know, I, I was at a conference and I was teaching a business plan class and leading a seminar on it. And there is a, a lady there, she's from Nashville, and she is a, a record producer. And she talks to people about who've come to this thing, they're in the music, they want to be in the music business. And they, of course, bring a demo CD and they come and they audition with her. And I had dinner with her one night and I said, so has a rock band ever come to you with a demo CD and a business plan? And she looked at me, practically dropped her fork and said, I would be in complete shock if, one, if they had enough sense to show up with a business plan and actually come in with, with not only a good demo, but actually have a demonstrated understanding of the music business and how a band could really manage itself like a business. And anyway, so I, it never really, I just was kind of joking, but, you know, to, to, to marry the idea of playing guitar and having a rock and roll band that's actually managed like a business, it's, again, akin to that concept of the starving artist. It's, it's tragic, really, that so many people who are artists have starving and artists welded together. They are not. There are lots of artists making lots of money, but you're without selling out to the man. You're not, you know, you can still survive and, and thrive as an artist without selling out. You know, so, you know I, I'm, I'm painfully aware of all that. So I don't want to get into that whole thing, but, but really, you, you can, you can make it as an artist. So <laughs> Um, anyway, that's a great, that's great right. story to end on. And you guys don't want to be starving business owners either. Make a business plan and be. No, successful. you don't. Right. <laughs> so, Burke, how can people find you if they'd like to work more closely with you? Well, look for me on gian.com, J-I-A-N.com. It's easy enough to find, and there's a video. I explain it to you. I do have, by the way, I have videos with every single section of the business plan, where it is me saying, "Okay, look, here's what you got to do." Or like you're, 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 let's say you're looking at the management team section and you click the video and I come on and tell you, look, investors are looking, investors bet on the, on the jockey, not the horse. They're looking at you. So let's put, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff there to help you explain who you are and what's a nice person like you doing in a business like this and why you and your team are so ideally suited to make this business a success. And so, but the video is, is talking to you, to each video is just like I'm sitting next to you saying, okay, look, here's what you've got to do. Here's what they're looking for. So think about that. So you're really never left with a blank page, no writer's block, wondering like, gee, what do I say? Is this important? What do I do now? It's where I'm always there, you know, the, the software's always got stuff in there for you. So uh, Anyway, just try to make it make it as easy and painless as possible. It used to be more trouble than it's worth to write a business plan, and I got to tell you, it's not. We've taken away the trouble, so now it's definitely worth it. And it's it's a learning experience. It really is. And running a business is very different than I think what you know. As an, when I was an employee, I never really quite understood all of the stuff that went on, you know, behind the scenes in running the business. And this really helps you understand that. It helps you take an idea of your own. And you know, build yourself a business so you can, it's you know, you can someday sell ideally, or someone else can take it over, and uh, you know, uh, it's and if you have an idea or you want to invent something, how do you bring an invention to life in our world and make it a commercial success? That's really what I'm about: is helping people with an innovation make it a commercial success. I wish Tesla had my business plan way back when. He probably would have would have done would have been would be a different place. 
Well, it's never too late. You don't know. Maybe he might listen to my podcast. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see, yeah. So for all of you guys sitting on the fence that know you need a business plan but felt overwhelmed to get started, go visit this business plan product and check it out because it is amazing. Burke, thank you so much for sharing part of your day today. Do you have any closing comments? Um, you know, Anything? what do I think, what do I want to think of? I think, oh, well, you know, yeah, what I want to say is if, you're, if you are, you don't have to have investors. You can bootstrap a business. In, in some language, they call it a lean startup to figure out how you can, you know, most economically create a product and find customers who want it. If you have an idea, ask people, tell people about your idea. Don't be afraid of telling people about your idea. Ask them if they'd be interested in it. Is this something they would use? That's part of your market research. So you want to find out that people would use it and actually buy it. And so do that, that, that's a really big part of it. So you can bootstrap your business and go a long way without any money. And I do a whole speech I could give you on how to build your business without raising money. But there's a lot of ways you can do that. So um, you don't need money to do it. Uh, you may need money eventually, but if you have a business plan, you'll be in a really good position to be ready to ask for the money. And uh, that's the other thing, too, is, is not being bashful to ask investors for money. Investors invest. It's what they do. And so the one thing I think of is that, you know, statistically, angel investors, meaning, you know, somebody who's maybe not a family member, but a nice person who's got some cash who invests in business, is typically a middle-aged man, just Statistically, that's a fact. The thing is, psychologically, we all, you know, we see middle-aged men, and somehow in there, therapists are going to love this, you know, you see daddy. And I wrote wrote a blog on this on my website on gion.com called Psyching Up to Ask Investors for Money. And so I think of, say this, daddy, can I have $100? (laughs) You think of, you know, yourself as a child asking your dad for $100. you got to get over that. Because these guys now have, you know, the investors have, you're asking for a million dollars. And so you've got to ask the same guy that could look a lot like your dad for a million bucks. And so the way to be ready and mentally prepared for this is to have a plan. And, and these guys, they're not like, they don't know you. You didn't wreck their car when you were a teenager. You didn't do other stupid things. They see you as a, as a, as a viable, they're hoping that you're a person who's got an idea that they can invest in and make a bunch of money on. And that's what they're looking at. They're not looking at you as anything else. They just think, you, you know, can you, can you show, show me something I can believe? That's what a VC told me one time. I thought that was a great comment. Show me something I can believe. And that's where you've got to be realistic because these guys have, you know, they've seen the worst and they've seen the best. And, it's a, you know, and they've, heard, they've heard it all. And so you really cannot BS your way through it like it was a high school paper, term paper, or a college you know, report of some kind. You've got to, these are people who could write you a check. And they're reasonable, well, let me take that back. Most of them are reasonable business people um, looking, looking to make, looking to make a, a fortune, make a killing. I hate to even say killing. They want to make a bunch of money on it. And so uh, I'm just trying to help you be realistic, be appealing to people with money, build the business as far as you can without outside money. Maybe you never need outside money. There's plenty of businesses that have succeeded wildly without having any investors. And so, you know, uh, it really is, this is creating your own roadmap, thinking about how you want to do this thing, especially if you've never done a business before. This really is the how-to. It's like, it's like cliff notes in an electronic workbook with movies 
and how to, how to actually do this. It's kind of an all-in-one kit, and you can find it at geon.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for leaving us on that inspirational note. You guys go ask investors <laughs> for money. It's not as hard as, as you think. And um, thanks again, Burke, for being part of us. And if you guys loved our podcast, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe. We're having some great people interview in the next few weeks that you don't want to miss. This is Nancy Gaines. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Women Gaining Wealth Podcast with Nancy Gaines. Find new episodes on iTunes and the website womengainingwealth.com. Share your success stories with us and inspire other women. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn by visiting womengainingwealth.com. Until next time, learn, grow, prosper on Women Gaining Wealth Podcasts.